Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're back at it. This is Justin and Katie Daniels, and this is Killers All Around Us. Uh, so I want to start out and give you our Facebook information, Killers All Around Us, colon, a true crime podcast. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So we have a Twitter. It's at Around Killers. Instagram is at Killers All Around Us. Gmail, send us a Gmail with any uh, case suggestions, any true crime info that you've heard about the cases we're going over. Uh, that all goes to the Gmail. It's Killers with an S All Around Us at gmail.com. Get at us. And we also have a Patreon, guys. It's patreon.com slash. Killers all around us. I bet you didn't guess that one, did you? Whoa, whoa. Uh, so, today, uh, we're going to start out a little bit with uh, just some true crime that we've had in, in our area. It's kind of a little crazy. Katie's actually going to go over that with us because uh, she knows a little bit more about me, but basically, I'm sorry, more about it than me, but basically, it's, it's like three murders or something like that that's happened in in our town i mean well yeah so hey guys um it's katie um yeah so we live in muncie indiana very very small town um in indiana it's, i would it's say a stupid one. yeah it's don't very, google it <laughs> it's not good we're not known for very much probably ball state and meth are our the two meth, top things that we're known for yeah so uh, but anyways, so local um, thing that's going on with us is that um, Friday, actually four days ago, um, there was actually three people shot to death in a Muncie apartment. So I'm like, whoa. It's, were they actually in the apartments or were they outside? No, they were in the apartments and the officers received a phone call. And, like, it was anonymous, and it was just basically saying, like, you know, there were individuals deceased inside the apartment. Mm. So, the officers showed up. They found the deceased individuals. Do they give them their names? They have not released any names yet. Uh, well, it's an open investigation. But oh, yeah. Dang, did they not, why would they not release their names? That's something I feel like we should want to know who the victims were. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, everything that I've kind of found out right now is just, like, an open investigation, and they're trying to figure it out. All the neighbors are like, oh, it's so uncommon, but actually, Elgin, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how Elgin is now. It might be better now, but, like, it's really close to Whiteley, which is um, not a very, it's not known to be, known, I'm not going to say for sure, because I've never lived there, but, like, it's not known to be a safe place. So, like, to me, that's not odd that I'm, it would happen there. I've never heard of Elgin being a good place for yeah. to live. Right. It's not, like, so, but, I mean, that's beside the point. Like, so, it's crazy. So, basically, it's an ongoing investigation, and, you know, the neighbors just go on saying that it's so crazy that it's going on, and I'm just like, eh. It kind of. Not that crazy. Yeah, it kind of relates to the neighborhood, but that still doesn't, you know, take away the fact that it is scary, you know, when it's, like, somebody that's really close to you. Like, if somebody, like, you know, was found, three people were found dead in, like, an apartment next to us, like. That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, their apartments, I mean, they're not that far away from us. I mean, at the maximum, about seven, eight minute drive down McGallion. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that, like if it was an apartment next to us, like, I completely understand, like, why. 
thought all the articles were going into like the neighbors flipping out because I mean I would flip out too so yeah so that's what's going on right now but I thought that that was absolutely crazy I mean what the hell yeah people oh my god and then like I heard like just like local gossip that it had something to do with some like Michigan people and like yeah I heard that too and, I I have I heard no they idea. Were from Michigan, though, I don't. Oh, the but, actual individuals. Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, uh, we'll re we'll update you. I mean, though, with some more information, will we get some more information? Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. But we're gonna go into this case. What is it? So, Ju so Justin's gonna do another case. Hopefully, um, in the next few weeks, I will be starting a case. Justin, do you want to tell them what case I'm going to do? Because it's going to be awesome. Mm, do you really want to tell them to what to Should look we wait? forward to? Should we make them wait? I don't know. Maybe give them a surprise, maybe. That has to do with an elevator. Ooh, spooky, spooky, spooky. Yeah, so anyways, we'll, you guys will tune in. You guys figure it out when I tell my story. So anyways, Justin, so you're going to tell a super creepy story today. I've heard a limited details about this story, and I can't wait to dive in and hear about this this guy. He's He seems nuts. So this is actually, it's killer pig farmer, Robert William Willie Pigton. Uh, killer pig farmer. So this guy, it's kind of a... Loop-de-loop here with him. He was born in October 24th of 1949 in Port Co Coquitlam, and that's in British Columbia, Canada. He was actually dubbed as the pig farmer killer because um, Willie actually, I'll refer to him as Willie or Robert, probably both throughout the whole story, but him and his brother ran actually a farm in Port Coquitlam. I hope I'm saying that right. British Columbia, which is okay. about 17 miles away from uh, Vancouver. So, you know, like I said, they're the pig farmer killers because they had a farm. It was raising pigs and slaughtering pigs okay. and, Makes you sense. know, selling their meat. Okay. But um, Robert's father actually was not very involved in his childhood, and his mother's name is Louise. She was de described as an eccentric and tough, but... You know, she was raising two boys alone, so I'm sure she, you know, did her best. But she was also described as, like, a workaholic who ran the family's meat business. And, yeah. she, and she even made the boys work long hours slapping pigs and looking after other animals, even on school days. So, like, they were worked, worked, worked. Well, and not only that, like, I mean, we've heard other... Um, podcasts and different, you know, things that say that, you know, that like, whoa, she was crazy looking. They say, would you call it eccentric? <laughs> yeah. I heard that. I mean, like, she literally let her teeth grow out of her mouth. Like, she. Oh yeah. Was not like he. Am I? I. I am not in any way saying that. Like, you know what he is doing is normal, but like he came from a shitty childhood. We'll say oh, that. Oh yeah. It was we'll a, say that. It was a crazy childhood. She so, was she was a little crazy. So like in actual school it was reported uh, as him being a child that he would actually crawl into a gutted carcass while playing hide and seek. So he actually would get in the dead body of a pig that they were carving. Like what the fuck, bro? That's what? disturbing as fuck. And his mom should have been worried then, too, because that's 
just crazy. I wonder if that was just, I mean, but, I mean, okay. She, she's nuts too, so obviously. He's hiding in a dead fucking hog's body. I feel super creeped out. So. Already. Another story, actually, that was reported throughout, you know, the family. It was that Willie had a pet calf, like a little cow or calf, I guess. No. And he actually raised him himself. When he was a child, uh, they slaughtered the fucking cow. And it was supposedly, like, said that he never got over it, and it was reported that he... He slaughtered it? No. His father slaughtered it. Oh, my God. And he never got over it. I mean, how would you? That's your baby cow. Sorry, words. He grew close to actual, uh, the, the calf over the years, but the family reported slaughtering it and eating it, actually. The dad did that. A heart hurt for him. I don't know. That's just super weird. But actually, I read an article, and it caught him slow in school. And that's in quotes, because that's not my wording. They caught him slow in school. <laughs> like I said, it's a, it's kind of a shitty way to refer to special education. But, you know, after the years in special education, he quit partway through his high school. And... Like Katie just said, his personal hygiene was reported as very fucking poor. I mean, obviously, he learned from the best. Yeah, so which, you know, probably made the girls brush him off because he was stinky. Who wants to be around Mr. Stinky? Stinky pants. Because the the article I said that uh, found said that William never dated. I mean, so, I wonder why he looked. I mean, he looked gross in the pictures I've seen. So I yeah. can only imagine he was a skunky little funk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. They say even uh, once as an adult, he smelled like manure, dead animals, and dirt. I mean, I bet he did. He lived on like. I mean, he was fucking hiding in dead carcass. As an adult, he oh, smelled okay. like dirt. Ew. What does dirt smell like? like he's been working outside. Dirt? I need somebody to tell me, explain in in very uh, vivid detail. Nasty. What does dirt smell like? Because I'm not going to go smell it. But I want to know. Did he smell like ass? That's <laughs> what I want to know because I bet he did. Excuse me. His clothes were actually always disgusting. This motherfucker... Um, I had actual a fear of showers, like dead as fuck. He had a fear of showers. What? They said it's because they, they say because actually his mom basically would make him take baths. So that's really sick. Because, you know, they're funky and stinky people getting in their bath water and the water got to turn disgusting color. That is sick. I don't want to take a bath. Right. So he actually had a friend. While he was an adult, that basically appointed themselves as a funkometer for him. So, like, basically his friend would actually go through and tell him when he stunk too bad. And, you know, he would tell him he needed to literally take a bath. Like, you know, that was probably brown water, left a ring in the bathtub and all that shit, alright? I mean, my whole thing is, like, uh, what age did you say he was? He was an adult with this. Uh, why do with these you, friends. Why do you need this indication from a friend? Like, that's sad. Yeah, you think? That's disgusting. That should, you should have indications. Like, if you smell a foul odor coming from your body, then you need to wash. Right. 
another crazy story actually though. Uh, it involved Willie's brother and his mom. So it just kind of shows you the character, the type of people and the family that you know we're dealing with. Uh, his brother Dave, actually, it's his younger, his younger brother. Uh, he was 16 and just got his license. Took his father's truck from the farm around 7:40 p.m. A neighbor's kid, he was 14 years old. His name was Tim Barrett. Tim, hey, what up? He was walking down the road and somehow Dave slammed right into him. Damn. How you ask? Nobody, nobody could say. Maybe he didn't seem, maybe he did it on purpose. Uh, who knows? I mean, who really knows? There's, right. But clearly, I mean, he was hurting badly. Tim, he um, cr- he was crumbled up on the road, they described Damn. it. Crumbled? Crumbled up on the road. Ugh. So, I, I couldn't even imagine what that was, what that would look like. Yeah. Uh. But, so, as soon as he hits, hits him, it's Tim, He Dave, he races home. To his mom, Louise, and he's in a panic. He's like, I gotta tell her what happened, and blah, 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 blah. I hit this guy. So does he tell his mom, or? Yeah, he's in a panic. He tells her what happened. Okay. So she races actually over to the side of the accident, uh, and Louise leaned in the uh, to examine Timmy, and then she fucking proceeds to push his body over the edge of a deep swamp like water and pushes him in damn in a swamp in water Ew, that's then he just goes then she just goes the fuck home I so bet. this bitch you know no wonder Willie's crazy he I mean <laughs> really he was obviously fucked up too I mean mm. his parents you know all this situation I mean but that still doesn't ex- excuse what he's done as obviously. an adult right yeah I mean cause once there's a point and you're like you, you gotta own up to your own shit. Yeah, I know, like, obviously, like, when you have a fucked up childhood, like, yeah, no, like, that adds to it. But, like, like you said, third point, it's on you. Right. So, after the mom gets home, you know, uh, she tells Dave, the son, to actually go and drive the truck to a local mechanic who handled the family's vehicles to go bang the den out. And replaced the turn signal. But the mechanic, actually, he was, he uh, refused to repaint it. And the frantic parents, actually, of Tim Barrett called everyone to find their son. Because, I mean, he was just walking home down the street. Mm. But um, they went to the police finally around 1 a.m., like 1 a.m., to report their son missing. So how many hours is that? Well, the brother was gone around 7.40, so about 8 o'clock-ish. To one, so about five hours. Damn. Okay. So, so not bad, I guess. the next the next morning is actually when the search started for Timmy. One of the neighbors, um, whose son said he had seen Timmy the night before, went to help search the area. Philip spotted actually Timmy's shoe in the side. I'm sorry, on in the side of the road. So clearly, actually, he had searched around the area, you know, to see what's going on. Obviously. And um, found actually the body down in the water. And police actually arrived, pulled up his body out of the water. And obviously they started an autopsy. Sure. So, through this autopsy, they showed he died from drowning. 
Oh my god. Not his injuries. He suffered from the fucking car Drowning? crash. Drowning? The, the see you next Tuesday. Slap. Fucking rolling him in the water instead of getting his help, getting him fucking help. Wow. Is what caused him to die. Oh my god. Wow. I mean, obviously he had suffered those injuries so he couldn't help himself though, you know. But um, the injuries that he sustained from Dave, Willie's brother, he actually uh, suffered, it looks like, they said a fractured skull and he had a sub- Cranial hemorrhage. <laughs> oh my god. He had a fractured pelvis. But again, they stated that those injuries. I'm sorry, those injuries. Injuries. Man. Injuries. Those injuries actually wouldn't have killed Timmy. So basically, I mean, like I said, the, the bitch mom, Louise, killed him. Uh, you know. Sounds like to me. So. Uh. Basically, again, you know, the mom is what fucking, how he died. I mean, you know, the evidence from the neighbors, the mechanic, actually, they were, that was reviewed. And it didn't get off, off exactly with no repercussions. The police did an investigation into his actions that night, and he was sent to juvenile court. Because it was juvenile court, uh, other details of what happened aren't available. I mean, there's just... Juvenile court, they don't keep those records available. Sure. The coroner's inquest was not mandated to investigate all the details of that night. So, his see you next Tuesday mother, Louise, she was never charged with nothing. Oh, my God. And she's the one, the reason he died. Like, what? This bitch is insane. But obviously, wait a minute, gossip got around. And, um, you know, the true story, obviously, it came out with the townspeople. So, you know, they were... The townspeople, I love that term. That's so cute. (laughs) So, you know... The townsfolk. So, you know, they wasn't fucking with her no more, obviously. Because, you know, the real story came out about that bitch. I bet. So, from an article I read, Willie uh, allegedly told the story to one of his closest friends uh, about that incident. And it said that it scarred him and his brother, basically. So, uh, scarred him from his mother from then on. I, I mean, I bet. Well, I mean, I bet that would scar you. Yeah, and I mean, obviously their mom's cr- clearly crazy as fuck. Yeah, so they came from a long line of crazy. Definitely. I Re- can relate. Reports Not say... Like that, though. <laughs> right. Reports say that basically Leonard, the father, he... uh had very little influence on his children's life. Like I said, he was a welder who actually worked on vehicles at a farm and told a reporter that he a welder who worked on vehicles at the farm told a reporter that he heard stories of Leonard's violent abuse of Willie. So his main influence was his mom, obviously. And, crazy heifer. And needless to say, I mean, they got close. So in like the mid-1990s, he and his uh, two siblings, actually, they sold part of that shitty swamp land. I bet they did. Was- that they had inherited from the parents uh, when the parents died. Mm-hmm. And they made actually a few million dollars. I wish y'all could see my face right now. 
Because you you say shitty swampland, and you hear a cup. Okay, so they couldn't have been that shitty, or they were just gross people, basically. Yeah, both. Na- you nasty. And William actually had control of the main, remaining land. So, uh, you know, they sold off a big part of it. He kept the rest to himself, basically. Mm. So it was around uh, that time, you know, around the mid-90s, um, when quiet, reserved pig farming Willie started throwing his parties, actually. So he was kind of being weird, I guess, I feel like. He actually... Uh, had this little storage shed on the property, uh-huh. and he named it the Piggy Palace. And it was just like a big party spot that he would host with wild and crazy and obviously illegal drugs and people. Well, not people, illegal people. That's weird, huh? So, wait, literally people would come. So, I, I was thinking there were actual pigs there. So, it was just people. He, there actually, was there. he actually did raise pigs on the farm, yeah. I and mean, then I, I, at the pig palace, he uh, had, it was another building they had converted. It was, so it was just a party room, and there was no pigs actually in the party room. It was a converted slaughterhouse. Okay, okay, wow. Whoa. So it was a building on the property. They Gosh. had turned it into this call, this place called the pig palace. The piggy palace, actually, which is really strange. The piggy palace. They would host, like I said, the parties, the illegal drugs, and for people, actually, uh, it was even said that the Hell's Angels were mixed into the crowd uh, through these parties. What the fuck? So, you know, they they would often have, like, you know, sex... (laughs) They would often have, like, sex workers uh, mixed into the crowd as well. But well, like I said, the converted slaughterhouse, uh, the events would attract upward to almost 2,000 people at a time. Wow. Like, at a time. Damn, it was lit. The remaining lit. The remaining pig farming property started getting neglected as well as farming operations. They registered... I bet they fucking did. They was partying. Sorry, go ahead. They registered a non-profit charity, the Piggy Palace Good Time society with the canadian government in 1996 they claimed the organ the organized coordinates manage and operate special events functions dances uh shows and actually exhibits on behalf of service organizations in a slaughterhouse right (laughs) this like this converted slaughterhouse was apparently the place to be though uh, you know, they charged entrance fees to raise money, actually, to fund the ongoing parties that they had in the in the slaughterhouse. The farm was actually described as uh, disheveled, creepy, and actually it provo- uh, proved suitable grounds to scare the living hell out of actually anyone. Mm, that's for me. After selling most of the farm, Willie was left with about six and a half acres of the property where he would commit these horrible fucking crimes. The property had actually uh, scrap metal, non-working cars, random trucks everywhere. It was described as resembling Ed Gein's house of horrors and dismemberment in Wisconsin. All I know is, like, I've seen pictures of what, like, this, this dude, like, what his property looked like, mm. and it was like, yeah, it looked gross. It was 
disgusting. I mean, not inside, obviously, the outside, but, like, it, there was cars and debris, and it was just messy. No, it was a lot. To be worth a million dollars? It's the property million? itself. Yeah, how large? So, during this time, women were actually going missing. Technically, um, there was no definite time of when Willie started his uh, reign of terror, because without, like, a definite starting uh, point, the number of victims, obviously, it's not exact. So, um, that created possible timelines for Willie's murder uh, to be a really long stint. The beast, the British Columbia, BC, missing uh, women's investigation, they date the murders back to 1978, mm-hmm. starting with the disappearance of a Vancouver woman named Lillian Jean O'Dare from downtown, the downtown east side. Willie was 28 at the time and frequented the area known as the Low Track. It's the poorest neighborhood in all of Canada, which had hella drugs, uh, trafficking, sex, and prostitution. So, like, um, like I said, the number of victims, it's not actually an exact number. It can be anywhere from six people to upwards of 65 women that disappeared while uh, Willie was in that hunting ground area. Mm. That is nuts. So, uh, this is making, you know, Willie's Canada, actually, uh, largest investigation in their the history. I bet. Because their, like, crime rate is, like, super low, right? Yeah. Super like, they low. don't, they're not even allowed to have guns. I heard that they don't even lock their doors at night. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I, they can't have guns. Yeah, I mean, safe. The first actual uh, run-in with the police was on March 23rd of 97, uh, when Willie was charged with attempted murder of a sex worker. Wendy what? Attempted murder. What? Her name was Wendy Lynn Einstetter. Probably butchered her fucking name. Sorry. Sorry, Wendy. We still love you. Sorry, Wendy, girl. When, uh, she went to the police with actually a story saying that she had been stabbed several times after being handcuffed. <laughs> what? And lived? Right. <clears throat> and she told, actually, the police that she disarmed him and actually stabbed this motherfucker with his own knife. Uh-uh. Like, he looked like he was short, so I bet it would be easier to take him over. So after this, Wendy was later uh, found covered in blood on the highway by a passing car. Uh, Willie, uh, Willie got treated at Eagle Ridge Hospital while Wendy recovered in the nearby emergency room. Oh my god. In the same hospital, in the emergency room. Oh my god. So, uh, Willie actually was charged with the stabbing, but all the charges were dropped a few months later. How? Probably because, uh, she was, she was a drug addict, sex worker, and police find them, obviously, as less than so like i it and that's a huge problem it's fucking self like why are are you not considering their fucking information they're giving you like this is something that's happened you right. should be listening to everybody drug addict sex workers all that there's there's no reason they're people and you need to hear them out right so they are still having actually these drug infested parties uh which you know, we're perfect for any drug uh, addict to hang out and get a fix. Party. Especially a female. Uh-uh. 
I mean, because obviously I'm not going to give a bunch of drugs to dudes. all yeah. these dudes. I'm going to, I want to hang out with these girls, yeah. obviously. Oh, fuck these girls up. Ew. So, it, it was said actually the entrance had a sign that read, this property protected by pit bulls with AIDS. Uh-huh. Ah. Like, is that even possible? Like, what I mean, the I guess fuck? it is, damn. You got to be twisted could you could you imagine working at like the sign shop getting this fucking dumbass order no. i'd be like call it 911 at that point like bruh pitbull they better have them iron on letters or some or something to make on a sign out. outside they better outside. Make, they better make something they better not stick on letters or something they better not have ordered that no because goodness they'd have been made fun of Another uh, woman actually described, though, the Piggy Palace as a hellhole. Oh, my God. That you can say to someone, don't go, but if they are, they are an addict, the addiction overcomes the senses. Police had known about the farm for some time, but nothing changed. Uh, a few months into 1998, Port Coquitlam, they sued the Pinktons for violating zoning ordinances and neglecting the agriculture that it was zoned for and altered a large farm building on the land for the purpose of holding dances, concerts, and other recreation. The Pictons uh, ignored the legal pressure and held a New Year's party, actually. I bet like, they did. What? I bet they did. They were like, fuck it, yeah, let's party. After they faced on uh, the injunction banning uh, future parties, actually, the police were authorized to arrest and remove any person attending a future event, and the society lost its nonprofit status. Actually, following in the following year, uh, for inability to produce financial statements, uh-huh. and they were and it was disbanded. And so, in 1999, Canadian police received a tip that Willie actually kept human flesh in the freezers on his property. Oh my god. Human flesh. Sick. Like, ugh. What? Though, uh, you know, a warrant was served. No search actually was carried out. None. They had an informant tell investigators there were women's purses at the property, women's IDs, and one uh, being actually a woman who was missing for two years at the time. And what? a damn bag of bloody clothes. Is this man like, guilty? What, what the actual fuck? Guilty. With this info, the newly formed project Even Handed Made Up, actually from Vancouver's police and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, also actually they spoke to former employees. He informed the mountain, the Mounted Police. That he's seen actually illegal guns in Willie's trailer. So on February 5th of 2002, officers raided the pig farm. They found several illegal and unregistered guns. They also found the items connecting missing women to the property. He was arrested on weapons charges as well as his brother David was arrested. Police obtained a second warrant using 
what they had seen on the property to actually search the rest of the farm. What? So, so uh, both brothers actually were released on bail, which is kind of crazy to me. But mm-hmm. officers kept surveillance on them on Willie. So on February 22nd, Willie actually was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Serena Abatsway and Mona, and Mona Wilson. Yes. So on April 2nd, there were three more charges of murder that were added for yes. the murders of Jacqueline McDonald. Sorry, McDonald, not McDonald, McDonald, uh, Diane Rock, and Heather Bottomley. In addition to uh, actually those charges, he was taking it to six counts. I'm sorry, those six, those additional charges were taking it to six counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually he got a seventh count of murder on, on April 9th. Uh, it was for Andrea Jonesbury. What? What? And actually, uh, he was charged, it says, on September 20th for four more that were added. It was for Georgina Pappen, Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and Jennifer Firminger. Hmm. Wow. In 2003, taking him to 15 charges, uh... I'm sorry, on October October 3rd, taking him to 15 charges for murder, he was charged for murdering Heather Chinnick, Tanya Holike, Sherry Irving, and Inga Hall. Mm. On May 26th of 2005, 12 more charges actually were added against Willie for murdering Kara Ellis. Mm, yes, keep stacking them on. Andrea Borhaven. Another one. Deborah Lynn Jones. Mm-hmm. Marnie Fry. Tiffany Drew. Carrie Kolsky. Sarah Devries. Devries, sorry. Cynthia Felix. Angela Jardine. Wendy Crawford. Diana Melnick. And at Jane Doe. So that totaled his number of first-degree murder charges actually at 27. What the fuck? 27? 27? What the? Oh, my God. Relatives of the disappeared people have uh, alerted police to the farm several times over the year. When police searched the farm, though, they found more missing women's belongings, human body parts, And actually, they were found in the freezer, and remains actually were discovered in the pig feed. Ew, what? Oh my god, I'm disgusted. So this bitch was feeding his victims to pigs. Oh my god. Disgusting. This man is repulsive. Forensic investigators sifted through 370,000 cubic meters of mud and shit. Just, like, looking for human parts. Yeah, I mean, I bet they did. They were like, okay, Like, just no comment on that. I have no comment. I know, let's see. Some of the the remains were found were skulls cut in half, and they were stuffed with human hands and feet. 
Ew. DNA from 33 different women's uh, bloody clothes, belongings to victims. But it was 33 different victims of DNA they had. Basically, of just women that were like, he thought that no one would notice. notice. A jawbone, teeth belonging to one of his victims, and a 22 revolver with a dildo attached to the barrel. So, um, like, what the fuck what? could you think he was doing with that? Like, a dildo I'm, attached I to said, the barrel? Mm-mm. I said, mm-mm, like that, because I'm trying to think, what? Like, how? I'm trying to imagine that in my mind. 356 Magnum rounds, a pair of night vision goggles. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> not for this. No, no, not for his fucking ass. Yeah. Pictures of a trash can containing the remains of one of his victims. So. So back to the the gun with the dildo. It had uh, DNA from both him and a victim on it. I'm sure it did. Sicko. So he was using it himself. Is that maybe what they got? Yeah, like at the same time. Yeah. Himself or I don't know. Sicko. So Willie Boy cl- uh, claimed the dildo was meant to function as a silencer. What? Like what? Well, as a silencer to silence his bullet. Oh wait. I'd like a picture of that. You want a picture of that? Uh-huh. I don't think they have a picture of a dildo on the end of a gun. I mean, I want to know what he did. So, the gun also... <laughs> no had, Yeah, no. I mean, there's no, there's nothing I can say Okay, that. okay, so, no pictures. Sorry, so, guys. the gun actually had a spent round actually in it. So, clearly he had shot it. Oh, my God. Only he, uh, so here's the grisly part of the story. If that wasn't bad enough. <laughs> or I was about to say, is that the grisly part? Like, what? Willie, uh, reportedly not only disposed his victims by feeding them the pigs, oh he God. would grind them up, uh, into mince meat. Oh my God, that's And sick. mix, actually, the meat with pork, and he would sell it and sometimes give it away. Uh, you know, to people, it's just like an unsuspecting uh, victim, basically. You're what? eating people, and you don't know, like cannibalism, and you don't, didn't even know. That's sick. What the fuck? He even sold his uh, meat to local police. I'm sure he did. If he was selling to local people, he was like, might as well do them too. Which, I mean, it kind of fits, honestly, if you think if you think about it. Because the local police let the men continue kidnapping, raping, and torturing the the women. Yeah. I mean, they had known about him for years, obviously. they I said that he was suspected in 20... I'm sorry, in 1997. <laughs> what? And he didn't get arrested until 2002. Right. What? Two, yeah. two, 2002. Like, what? That's, what? that's what they get. That's, I mean, the meaning of irony right yeah. there. Uh, but... Let's keep going. The pig farm actually became the largest, like I said, crime scene in uh, Canada. The cost was estimated at nearly $70 million. Yeah, I believe it. Upwards of 200,000 DNA samples and 600,000 exhibits were seized. Forensic experts and forensic archaeologists we're using heavy machines to sift through 383,000 cubic yards of soil. Do that again. What was that number again? All of them. Okay, I can do them. Yeah, one more time. So, 
the pig farm became the largest crime scene in Canadian history. I can get that. The cost of the crime scene was estimated at nearly $70 million. Oh my god. That's Upwards crazy. of 200,000 DNA samples were retrieved. 600,000 exhibits were seized. Oh my goodness. So, uh, forensic experts and archaeologists were using heavy machines to sift through 383,000 cubic yards of soil uh, to try and find human remains. Yeah, for sure. So, after uh, Willie was rearrested, <laughs> he was uh, sh- <laughs> he shared a jail cell, actually, with, in Surrey, British Columbia, with an undercover co- uh, cop. Oh, no. And he believed, you know, this was just another person that he could brag for, basically. Wow. So he goes on to say, uh, you know, in their conversation that he had murdered 49 women and that he wanted to make it to 50. 49, huh? Like, is that what we're doing? You're just going to brag about being a vicious fucking murderer? Okay. That's sick. Like, let's make that fucking not make sense, like, please. Let's uh, make it not make sense. Disgusting. So, due to uh, the volume and complexity of his legal issues, his trial uh, on the first six charges did not begin until January 22nd of 2007. So, um, in total, there was a pretty huge difference between 49 females that Willie claimed to have killed and the amount of DNA missing uh, of missing people found on the farm. As well as the number of convictions um, that he ultimately received. So, good old Willie, you know, he pled guilty to all the charges. They actually uh, rejected one charge due to lack of evidence. The remaining uh, 26 were split up because the judge presiding over the cases believed it would put too much strain on a jury. So, um,. Because of the evidence in those six counts were materially different from the other 20, the six counts were charged uh, charged were Marnie Lee Frey, Brenda Ann Wolf, Serena Abastwe, Georgina Fa- uh, Faith, and Andrea Jonesbury and Mona Lee Wilson. Mm-hmm. So, on... December 6, 2007, a jury found Willie guilty of six murders. and Out of 49. But well, they only like, charged him for six, like I, I just I, said. I know what I'm saying, though, but like supposedly 49. He claimed 49. Claimed, right? right. I mean, I wouldn't go too far off of what he said because he would know what he's done more than right, I would. Right, right. Okay, but six. Right, so um, he... Willie was found guilty, like I said, of the six, and they reduced it. They were actually reduced from first degree to second degree. But in Canada, um, they have the same sentence, which actually it's life in prison. So, in life in prison, actually, they're eligible for parole after 25 years. So, on August 4th of 2010, the remaining 20 charges were withdrawn. Uh, so he didn't have to go back to court for those murders. The, so this fuckwad filed three appeals what? after they uh, dropped 20 counts of murder. 
you filed three appeals after they dropped 20. Through three. So, all the appeals failed, obviously, and uh, the courts rejected those appeals. So, the, sh- the shit stained Willie, he was actually, he's currently in a prison in the Federal Maximum Security Prison in Quebec. I read an I read another article that said the prison he was transferred to had two inmates and nine employees that tested positive for COVID. Wow. So hopefully COVID did some good for us here, guys. Oh my God, like swing in there. Not so much for 70-year-old Willie, though. Ooh, swing in there. But just actually more facts about the case. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Vancouver... And Vancouver police were criticized for the way the case actually was handled. Mm. It, it, well, <laughs> right. it was reported that two agencies were withholding information from each other. Okay. The other uh, RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, mm-hmm. they uh, were called arrogant and in in the Canadian media, and they actually were said to be in a turf war with the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. So, like, their CSI or CIS. Right. CIA. Uh, the, the Vancouver police actually were also criticized for taking so long to pursue the cases and not taking action sooner for the disappearances of so many women. The number of women actually killed by Willie is not completely known, as well as the actions that were taken prior to their death. According to witnesses, Willie claimed he brought his victims uh, to the farm, handcuffed, handcuffed them, raped them, killed them by actually strangling them, bled and gutted them, and ran them through a wood chipper, and then fed their remains to his pigs. Oh my god. That was rough. Yeah, I can... Another uh, claim, actually, is that the victims were ground, and they result that resulted in mince meat mixed with the pork mint. So, um, from the uh, from actually Willie, he would give his friends and family this. Like that is just sick. Your like your friends and family. Ooh. Right. By. A biography channel documentary about the case. Uh, they reported that Willie would lure his victims to his farm using actually a simple ruse. He pretended he was going to buy sexual favors during. He would become violent and accuse the victims of something like stealing from him, um, just to basically build the rage or courage. Sure. Uh, so that he, you know, would restrain them and actually kill them by strangling, strangling them. Or shoot him. Um, so, after it's that. take somebody to do that. Yeah, and then after that, he would butcher their bodies. Mm. So, let's actually try and end with some of the victims here. Okay. Uh, that Willie was suspected of murdering. The confirmed murderers he uh, was found guilty for were Marnie Lee Frey. And that was in August of 1999. Okay. Georgina Faith, uh, she was 34. It was March 1st of 1999. Brenda Ann Wolf, 32, February of 1999. Andrea Jonesbury, 23, June uh, 5th of 2001. Serena Abs. 
I'm sorry, at Bostway, mm. 29, August 1st of 2005, Mona Lee Wilson, 26, November 23rd of 2001. Now, um, here's where the water gets a little murky because, like I said, William was su- suspected for one reason, such as like uh, DNA or other reasons such as evidence in the disappearances. Uh, murders, uh, I'm sorry, disappearances or murders. So, um, Mary Ann Clark, she was 25. Diana Melnick, she was 20. Cara Louise Ellis, she was 25. Tanya Holick, 23. Andrea Faye Borhaven, 25. Sherry Irving, 24. Helen May Hallmark, 32. Cynthia Felix, 41 or 42. It was in two different places. Mm. Um, Carrie Koski, 38. Inga Monique Hall, 46. Sarah Jean DeVries, 38. Angela Rebecca Jardine, 27. uh, Michelle McDonald, 23, Wendy Crawford, 43, Jennifer Lynn Firminger, age was not listed, Tiffany Drew, 28, there were, here's where uh, Willie slowed down a little, I guess, that's what, uh, if that's what you want to call it. Hmm? As much as he can. So his next linked disappearance wasn't until November of 2000. Um. And that's with Deborah Lynn Jones. She was 43. And Don Teresa Cray, 42. Then he escalates in 2001. In March, he has Patricia Rose Johnson, 24. And uh, Yvonne Marie Bowen, 34. And in April, Heather Chinnick, 30. Heather Kathleen Bottomley, 25. Mm-hmm. Diane Rosemary Rock, 34. And actually, Willie had three unidentified victims with unspecific dates. So, a video of Willie's friend, actually, Scott Chubb, went around where he was saying that Willie told him a good way to kill a female heroin addict was to inject her with window washing fluid. Wow. Like, okay, uh, the hell he thinks actually this is type this type of shit is okay to just tell people that. Wow. A second tape actually was uh, played for Willie. This tape was another associate of, of his named Andrew Bellwood. On this tape, Andrew claimed that Willie mentioned to to him actually, quote, killing prostitutes by handcuffing and strangling them. And then, you guessed it, uh, bleeding and gutting them before feeding them to pigs. Ew. So, basically what he exactly has been doing over the past few years. He, yeah, he likes that. Also, actually, a pictures of contents... From a trash can were found in Willie's slaughterhouse um, that had actual remains of Mona Wilson in the fucking trash can, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Nope. I'm good. Creepy. No, thank you. 
So, Ooh. after Willie's arrest, the crazy stories flooded. Um, Lynn Ellingson claimed actually to have seen Willie at work. She claimed she's seen Willie skinning a woman, hanging from a meat hook several years earlier, and did not report it because she was in fear of her life. Which, I mean, I guess is kind of valid since, I mean, she got away. Right. I mean, and he got away, you know. He had gotten away prior to even stabbing a woman, as well as, um, you know, police having the info about the farm and the things that took place over the years before his gun arrests. Because that's what he was originally served a warrant for was his gun arrests. Right. And that they were illegal. Mm. But um, just some, I mean, some random things to know that happened after his conviction. In 2006, the clout chaser actually, he remains nameless today. Because, I mean, he was just trying to get his name out there in the mix. But this guy was known to have a history of writing uh, accused and convicted criminals. He basically said he wrote Willie saying he was a woman that was, quote, down on her luck. The letters were published after they were authenticated by the Vancouver Sun. In the letters, Willie allegedly talks about the expense of the investigation. He insisted his innocence. He would send Bible quotes, uh, praises of his trial judge, and responses to his fictional life problems uh so basically i mean a bunch of bullshit and irrelevant information i i read and i thought okay i'd share that with you (laughs) since i had to read it you guys need to hear it right wow okay this guy basically said that he was doing the uh doing it to release the letters and help gain public insight into Willie. Like, what does any of that even mean? I have no idea. That's so basically, I mean, I, the guy, I, what I got is the guy wants to be BFFs uh, with crazy over there. Right. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little weird to me, but like I said before, clout chaser. Uh-huh. This guy was, again, actually uh, known he had wrote other criminals in the past. And he was an aspiring journalist. So, I mean, weird, but so is true crime podcasting, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's true. What can I say? Yeah, it's true. A Seattle punk band uh, wrote a song, actually, about Willie called Hooker Fortified Pork Products. Was it like, Pork Fortified... I'm not going to sing it because I don't know it, but that's okay. the name of the song. If you want to Google it and play it, I sh- I'm sure we won't get sued, I hope. Let me know if that's how it goes, guys. So, uh, you know, I guess that's a that's uh, like a terrible way, though, to haunt. Uh, I would haunt these motherfuckers that made <laughs> right. that song. Like, who the fuck does that? Yeah, that's sick. Like. The character actually in the shitty song is named Willie P. And the Backyard Butcher. Mm. So, he in this song has been uh, cruising the East End, which is a reference to Vancouver's downtown east side. Uh, the song actually goes on to tell a story about how hookers are thrown into a wood chipper. 
and it also refers to the pork products as chock full of heroin and AIDS. What? Real fucking shit, bro. Wood chipper is what I can't get past in my mind. <laughs> wait, 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 what? That's what they were telling. In, they were telling that story in the song. Mm. Another band actually, um, it it's something called like German psychobilly band. Like what is even that? But um, I have no clue what that even is. So don't ask me, and I can't tell you. Don't ask me. Google it. I guess I don't really care. Right. The band um they wrote a song about Willie called Pig Farm on an album in two thousand seven. 20 years in Sin Sin um, as well. A horror movie killer picked in, in 2005 was released in Australia a few years later um, and had actually been withdrawn from legal issues actually surrounding it. So they, they, they don't have that movie out available anymore. And there was an episode of Criminal Minds. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was loosely based on this case. Uh, the episode actually was set in Ontario, and the case had a large number of victims that were killed, and their bodies were fed to pigs. Mostly, actually, uh, the elements from the episode were significantly different, because, like, the brother actually was in charge of it, but he was a paraplegic, so he couldn't get out of the bed, and his brother was... Uh, the one killing people and feeding them to the pigs, basically. Mm, right. So he was, like, mind-controlling him. Oh, my God. But, like I said, trust me, it's close. I've seen it. Uh, since we don't have a lot of good coming from this case, clearly I, you know, found something not so horrendous, I guess. Um, in 1985, Linda Grant disappeared as one of the 68 women. She... Uh, was reported to have disappeared from the low track. So, well, in 2006, a woman researching more about Willie's case, when she stumbled upon a photo of herself with her name labeled as missing on a poster. (laughs) Scary. Linda then reaches out to British Columbia uh, family and police. This woman, again, you know, no real good in the case, but she disappeared in 1985 because she moved away when she was 25 because she lost custody of her two daughters. Mm. So she said after actually losing custody, she wanted to get the furthest away from that place she could get. She said abort the whole situation. And left her two daughters. Right. So, um... I mean, I don't know, because I guess she didn't want her kids back. I don't know how you how you would even go about doing that after, you know, the fact of that anyway. Or, Awkward. But the family obviously actually were just happy that she wasn't dead and made arrangements to actually reunite with Linda. Oh. After uh, the Canadian Mounties verified she was actually who she said she was, Linda was removed from the task force list and... Her photo was removed from the missing woman's poster. So, I mean, that's the only real good, I guess, we got out of that. But, um, like I said in the beginning, I mean, he was a sick person. He actually uh, was pig farmer. Willie was just a really disgusting person. I mean, he killed upwards of, like I said, 
estimated maybe 65 people. He claimed 49. That is nuts. Like, I can't. And was only convicted of six. Yeah, that case blows my mind every yeah, time. Let me see. Yeah, that, that case blows my mind every yeah, time. I, I can't. I don't know myself. Um, You know, like, that, but that is really disturbing. You fed your fucking victims to pigs. Like, it, after you put them in a wood chipper, my mind, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. It takes a certain type of person. It's killers all around us, right? I mean, they're all around us all the time. Like, he was a pig farmer. He had this huge plot. And, oh my God, that many victims. So, you just never know. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, his sentence really was possible. It was life with no parole. Um, I'm sorry, with no possibility of parole for at least 25 years. So that's the maximum punishment for first or second degree murder in Canada. So he's possibly able to get out. He was sentenced in December on December 11th, 2007. 25 years after that would be like what 33? Mm. 2033. Mm. So It's a fortune quake. Let's hope he does not get any type of parole. Right. He was a sick individual. I'm sure their family will make sure that they're there. At the parole hearing? I yeah. hope so, because I almost want to be there myself. But that's all we have, guys. Um, like I said, that's, that's it. Tune in to Killers All Around Us. And our... Um, special episodes of shooting the shit this is justin yeah that'll be coming next right we are gonna have that coming up soon yeah oh i want to give you my sites we used i used murderpedia.org fandom.com nationalpost.com and theguardian.com to get my research like i said it was about robert william pickton i called him willie the pig farmer actual killer 71. He was a presumed serial killer rapist, projected cannibal, span of uh, convicted crimes August 3rd of 1997 to 11-23-01, number of victims 6 to 67, admitting 49, uh, by feeding them the pigs and strangling them or by gunshots, charges 27, counts of murder, mm. and one of ca- account of attempted murder. Apprehended on two twenty two oh two. Good luck on that two 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 two. Currently still incarcerated. Should with the, be. With possibly the Rona. Oh. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We love you. Bye. Bye.